Amen. So, I was out the other day, and I was going to Best Buy, and I saw this car on the side of the road with his flashers, and they had these cardboard signs out there and says, we don't need money, just gas. So I did what any good Christian would do. I just kept on driving, you know, and I was like, uh, Lord, help them, Lord, you know, touch them, send somebody by. So hopefully today somebody, you know, gave them gas. Hopefully you're not in my church today. I'm, I'm par- sorry if you are. Uh, I didn't mean to uh, stop, not stop and help you out. Anything. They had these signs anyway, and uh, these cardboard signs got me to thinking about all the different signs around town, uh, you know, the homeless signs, the help signs. Some of them are pretty, you know, sad, and you want to help them out, and I'm not going to make fun of that at all. Um, and then some of them were uh, pretty funny. So I found a couple online that I thought was pretty funny. I thought I would show you here. So this is a normal one you see around town, you know, we'll work for food. And, and then the next one I thought was kind of funny. Mom told us to wait right here. And then 10, that was 10 years ago. <laughs> and then I'm not homeless, but I'll be happy to take your money. I thought that was pretty funny. And the boogeyman ate my family, spare change for a new closet door. This was like, didn't really love his family that much. And then you got the teenagers here, just got my driver's license, need money for a Porsche. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. So I was reading in John, 1 John 14, 6, where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so I was thinking, um, if Jesus was here today, and he was doing cardboard signs... If he was hanging out on the corner, what sign would he have? And I think he would start with, I am the way. He'd be hanging out on the corners, telling people, showing people that I am the way. And what way are you going today, church? What direction, what way are you heading in this morning? What way are you walking? Are you hitchhiking? What way are you going? What direction are you heading in? What way are you going, church? What direction are you heading in in this life? Are you making your own way? Are you charting your own course? What road are you on? Are you on a road that leads to a purpose and destiny? Are you on a road, a four-lane highway that leads to like a darkness and destruction? What way are you going this morning, church? Are you involved in uh, getting Jesus involved in the direction of your life? See, we live in a, a day and time where everybody thinks they know the best way to live their life. I, I know what's best for me, you know. I, I know the way I'm going. I know the direction I'm heading, you know. I can take my wife out. We can be going somewhere. She won't know where I'm taking her, but she'll give me the directions on how to get there. You know, it just it irks me, man. I can throat chopper sometimes in the car. It's like everybody knows the way they're going. You know, society right now will tell you, uh, do your own thing. Go your own way. Marry who you want, same sex or not. It's okay. And see, we know the way so well now in society that uh, we've, we've involved past our biblical structure of marriage and family and, and, and how to live. We don't need God anymore. Kids don't need both parents no more. Same-sex families are, are fine with raising kids. But let me, I got a question for you. How can you truly love someone if your perception of love is perverted to start with? See, God's love is pure and it's holy and it's without reproach. And see, unnatural love is born out of rebellion and deception, and it's a reproach. It's an abomination in God's eyes. True love is found in Jesus Christ and him alone. Romans 5 and 8 says this, but God demonstrated his love towards us, and that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. While me and you were in our sins, Christ so loved us so much that he was still willing to die for us. Guys, any roads that lead you away from Christ, not to Christ, is the wrong way. It's the wrong road. Jesus Christ is the only way, the only way that leads to everlasting life, and his way is the only way for our society that we live in today. The only way that leads to purpose and fulfillment in our life is through Christ. 
Proverbs 16 and 25 says, There is a way that seems right to man, but the end of that way is death and destruction. The world will tell you that all religions lead to the same place. And you know what? They're right. They all do lead to the same place. They lead to hell because there's no religion in heaven. Heaven's going to be made up of people that are born again, that are washed in the precious blood of Jesus Christ, that have a relationship with him. The bride of Christ, those that are in relationship with the Savior, the bride, the groom, speaks of relationship. Those who have a commitment to Christ that's made a vow, that's made a covenant to be with him. Religion speaks of ceremonies and rules and traditions, not relationship. Jesus said, I am the way. Matthew said this in 7.13. He said, enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. But the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Jesus is here today, and he's saying, I'm the way. I'm a way. Christianity is about relationship. You can't make it to heaven or God without a relationship. Doing your own thing, going your own way, that won't work, guys. You've got to be born again. You have to have the relationship with Jesus Christ. You must be in relationship with him. So you'll never do enough works. You'll never be spiritual enough. You'll never hug enough trees to make the kingdom of heaven. There's only one way to heaven. That's through the door of Jesus Christ. And his cardboard sign says, I'm the way. I'm the way. No one comes to the Father except through me, guys. You can drive around town and see all kinds of signs, but he is the way, guys. He's the way. Jesus didn't say, I was a way. He didn't say, I was one of many ways. He said, I am the way. I am the way. See, I can leave here and I can go down Beamer. I can go down Gibson. I can go down East Main Street. I can take a lot of different ways to get to my house. But there's only one way to get to salvation, and that's through Jesus Christ. One way to your purpose, that's through Jesus Christ. One way to life eternal, that's through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only way. He said, I am the way. There's no other routes to forgiveness. There's no other routes to your destiny. There's no other routes to your purpose or the plan that he has for your life. It's through Jesus Christ. He's the only way. You must be born again, washed in his precious blood, guys. Be in relationship with him. John says this in 10.1. Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, who does not enter by the sheepfold uh, door, but climbs in another way, is a thief, a robber. You can't come another way to Christ. You can't find another way to eternal life. It's only through Christ. If you could get to heaven by being good, being religious, your money, doing good deeds, any other way, then Christ is dying and suffering on the cross was in vain with no reason. But there was a reason for it. Man needed a way of redemption, a way of salvation, guys, me and you. Christ is the way today. Jesus is the way, the only way. Jesus is holding up that cardboard sign, and he's saying, I'm the way. Church, what way are you going today? What way are you heading? Does it involve Jesus' way, or is it your own way? Romans 6, 23 says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ is our Redeemer, the Savior of all mankind, and it's got to be his way. It's not my way. It's not your way. It's his way. Peter says this, The Lord is not willing that any should perish, but all should come unto repentance. The Lord's here today, and he's saying, I'm the way. I'm the way, guys. Come my way. I'm the way. God's way for mankind is to repent of their sins. Be in relationship with him. Stop trying to do things your own way. You have to submit to his will. We have to submit our lives to his will for our lives. To walk in his ways, to his purpose, his plan for our life. Jesus says, I am the way. He's the only way, guys. 
to follow today? Are you going to follow the world? Are you going to follow your own way? Or are you going to go uh, God's way? Jesus didn't come to do his own will or his own way. He came to do the will of the Father, his will, his way. John 6, 38 says, For I've come down from heaven not to do my own will, my own way, but to do the will of him who sent me, his way. The way of Christ, guys, is uh, to do the will of the Father. Jesus submitted to the will of the Father, his plan, his purpose for his life. And his plan and his purpose for his life involved a cross that you and I could have life today, that we could be here today, be in relationship, have life eternal, have a hope, have a purpose. We have to submit our lives to him, to his will for our lives. Not when I find it convenient, not when it fits in my schedule, but each and every day I have to be crucified with Christ to do his will for my life. Not my way, but his way, guys. Jesus is the way of salvation. Salvation, eternal life is found in no one else. In no other way but Jesus' way. And you must seek that way, guys. you got to get in that relationship with Christ. Be born again. Be in that relationship. Know your purpose, his plan that he has for you. He has a way. He has a will. He has a purpose and plan for your life. Jesus is the way today, guys. He's a way of relationship that starts with us. Ask him into our heart. Grow in that relationship. Getting into his word. Knowing him. He's the way, guys. If we had a, uh, Jesus came with a second sign, it would be, I am the truth. I am the truth. Jesus is the truth. He's the internal embodiment of truth. It's source, it's means, it's end. He's creation's definition of truth. The Bible says in John 1, 3, all things that were made were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. Jesus knows everything because he created everything. See, if I take a model and I put it here and I start putting the pieces together and building it, or if I'm building an engine and, and I, the springs and the sprockets and all those things, I'll have knowledge and I'll have truth of that thing because I built it from the ground up. I'll have true knowledge. And Jesus Christ is here today, guys, and he's saying, I know the truth. I know the truth what's going to make you happy this life this society because I've been there from the beginning I created it he knows all the truth guys that we need in our lives to speak to our lives to speak into our lives to change our lives Jesus says right here in Luke 12 7 he says indeed the very hairs of your head are numbered and we thought Santa Claus was cool because he's got a naughty nice list Jesus knows the hair on our head guys Jesus is a fountain of truth the source of our salvation all things to do with God and, and, and life eternal Jesus Christ is the truth. His word is truth. John 1.17 says this, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. We can only experience God's truth by keeping his word. His, his, his word, his truth, guys, it shows us how to live our lives. Proverbs 29 says, Where there's no vision or truth, people perish. That word vision refers to the truth of God's word, a revelation of God's word. Perish refers to casting off restraints, uh, being ungovernable. And where there's no revelation of God's word, where there's no truth of God's word out in your life, guys, in society, holiness declines. Family units fall apart. Sexual immorality grows and charity fails. And what kind of life and society we're living in nowadays where holiness has declined across America? The family unions are, are being attacked and sexual immorality is just going crazy. Sex slavery, child pornography, charities failing. What do you think we're at, guys? We need God's word. We need his provision. We need the word of God in our lives. His provision for our lives. The Holy Spirit's our moral compass. He's always pointing us to the truth of God's word. 
Psalms 119 says, in 11, it says, I've hidden your word in my heart, guys. If we'd hide God's word in our heart, the word of God would come up and restrain us, guys, when we go to sin or want to fall into sin. It brings conviction to our lives. It brings clarity to our path. God's word gives us truth and clarity to our lives. His truth keeps us on course. It keeps us out of the dark places. Psalms 19 and 105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. God's word shows me how to walk in this life, how to live my life, how to be holy, how to love my wife, how to stay married, how to stay pure, how to love other people. God's word, you got to have God's word in your life. His truth. Jesus is cardboard sign today. He's holding it and saying, I am the truth. I am the truth, guys. The truth is Jesus is his word. He's the living word. John 1, 4 says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Hebrews 4, 12, For the word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and spirit. It penetrates our hearts, guys, the joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of our heart. God, truth, it gets into our life. It penetrates our life, our hearts, guys. It, it, it rightly judges and puts our thoughts in, in check, our attitudes in check, our lives in check. Jesus said, I am the truth. Jesus' truth causes the wise to wonder, the religious to question, and the sinners to repent. And it should cause me and you today to stand firm, guys, to be faithful, to watch and pray and be ready to give an account of the hope that lies within you and me, that God's truth shined in my life one day. I needed a savior. I needed to be saved. And Christ came into my life and he washed me of my sins and he gave me a plan and a future and a hope today. God's word will give you hope today. It'll give you a future. You got to be trusting in God's word. Are you standing in the truth of God's word today, guys? Are you standing in your own truth? The truth of God's word is spiritually discerned. Unless you've been born of the spirit, washed in the precious blood of Christ in a relationship with him, you'll never understand God's truth, his word. Jesus says this in John, and for this cause I came into this world that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who hears, uh, who hears of the truth hears my voice. Pilate walked out because Pilate couldn't understand it. Pilate said, what is truth? Because unless you're alive in the spirit, you can't understand the word of truth, guys. Amen. You have to be alive in Christ to know, to comprehend the word of God, the word of truth. You can't, because it's spiritually discerned. You can't be dead spiritually. You've got to be alive in Christ. Maybe that's the problem with the churches today. Too many people are dead spiritually, going through the motions, the walking dead, dead in their spirit going to church, but no spiritual connection to Jesus Christ, no understanding of his word and his truth for their life. And no wonder people are still dabbling in sin, struggling in addiction, sleeping around, still getting drunk. It's because they don't have the power of God's word, his truth in their life to show them how to get right. You need to get saved, get born again, get washed in his blood. Let the word of truth, the Holy Spirit, put the word of truth in your heart and your life so you can see where you're at. John 8 and 31 says this. It says, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. free. There you go. Make you free. That's right. That's right. See, a lot of times, guys, we quote the last part of that verse, but we leave the first part out. And that's one of the main reasons today, guys. A lot of people uh, are in trouble and they're struggling and they're still stuck in their sins and situations in their life is because we don't abide in Christ. We abide in ourselves, 
our own truth, our own thinking. And you have to abide in Christ. Verse 31 is very sobering. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. In other words, if you abide in me, my word, my truth, Christ, you are my disciple. And if you don't, guess what? You're not. You're not a disciple of Christ. You have to be in his truth, in his word. You have to know him. And then he says, then you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth is Jesus Christ. The truth is his word. The truth shall, you know, shall set you free. He is the truth, guys. You have to abide in Christ. It's, it's, I hate when I see people come to church time and time again, and they need prayer, and they, and they, they need a touch, and then they go back out the, war, the doors, and they never change their life. They never abide in God's word. They never open up his word. They open it up Sunday, or they bring it to church with them, and then it sits on their shelf for three more weeks, or till the next time they come to the church. You can't have life outside of Christ, outside of his word. You have to know his word. You have to be in his word, guys. The word changes your life. It brings life. Jesus is holding up the sign today. I am the truth. Are you going to know his truth today, guys? Are you going to know his truth? The third sign Jesus will be holding up says, I am the life. I am the life. And I imagine he could be holding this up and people would be passing by because we live in a society today that's so busy with the hustle and bustle of life, you know, that they don't have time for Christ. But he's there and he's saying, I am the life. See, church, outside of Christ, uh, um, there's no life spiritually. People think they, they have life in this world, but the things of this world are temporal. Your life on this earth is temporary. It's just a vapor. You're here one minute and gone the next. If you could live to be 100 years old, it's gone like that. Their only life in Christ. James 4 and 14 says, for what is your life? It's even a vapor that it appears for a little time, and then it's gone. It vanishes away. People get so caught up in the things of this life, they don't take the time out to get to know the source of the life. That's Jesus Christ. And Jesus is saying, I am the life. I am the life. John 1.4 says, he was the source of life. And that life, and that light was a light of humanity. Our society today, guys, spends billions and billions of dollars on, a, on pleasures and entertainment for people to try to enjoy life and find their place in life. And then they spend billions and billions of dollars again uh, trying to, to do therapy and rehab to deal with the consequences of that lifestyle. See, people try to fill the hole in their heart with the things of this world and people and relationships and money and different things, but you can never fill a hole in your heart that was designed for Christ with the things of this world. It takes Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the one that's going to fill your heart. He's going to fill your heart with purpose, with destiny, with a plan, with a future. Only Christ can fill that in your heart. All the things of this world are temporary and they will fade away. Luke 21 says, and heaven and earth will pass away. But my words will never pass away. See, people are always trying to find gratification, purpose in life, trying to make a sense of this life. And Jesus is still holding that sign, I'm the life. I'm the life. I'm the life. See, great thinkers and philosophers have tried uh, to answer this question for centuries. What is the meaning of life? And you'll never find the meaning of life, guys, in your own self, in your carnal thinking, because it goes all the way back to the beginning, into the garden. Genesis 2, 7, and the Lord God formed man in the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and then the man became a living being. God created mankind to have relationship and fellowship with him. 
Life is spiritual. The meaning of life for a man is to have purpose, is to have a personal relationship with Christ, to know Christ, to be in relationship with him, fellowship with him. Colossians says this in 126. This mystery has been kept hidden for the ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the saints, in other words, those that are alive in Christ, to them that God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles, the lost, the world, the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. There it is. You want to know the meaning of life? Christ in you. You to know Christ. You to have a relationship in Christ. To know God the Father, the Holy Spirit. That he's got a plan, a purpose for you. Life eternal. He's got this for you guys. That's the meaning for you in your life right there. To know Christ. To be in Christ. The hope of glory. The worship team wanted to come on back up here. John 5.11 says this. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And his life is in the Son. And he who has the Son has life. And he who does not have the Son of God does not have life. You have to have Christ. He's saying, I am the life. I am the life. Life is found in Christ and Christ alone, guys. You won't find it in, in money. You won't find it in careers. You won't find it in your family or in possessions. You can't buy it. It's a gift of God. Jesus is saying, I am the life today. Life in Christ gives you purpose. It's a purpose-driven life. You'll have purpose in this life. You'll have meaning in this life if you know Christ, and Christ is life for you. Jesus has a plan and a future for you, a purpose for your life. Your life becomes fuller in Christ, guys. You'll have meaning. You'll have destiny. You'll have hope. Life in Christ is eternal. It's not temporary. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. In me, though you were dead, yet shall you live. Even if you die in Christ, you still have life. He's the life today, guys. Jesus is life. He's the only one that can bring life back to those dead situations in your life. Uh, life to your family. Life to your finances. Life to your marriage. Life to your ministry. He's the only one because he's the source of life, guys, today. To bring it back. I'm going to close. Ephesians 3.20 says this. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can think or ask, according to the power that works within us. Do you have the power of Christ working in your life today, guys? Do you know Christ? Do you have a life in Christ this morning, guys? Jesus' cardboard sign says, I am the life. John 14.6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. So if you're here today, guys, maybe you've been struggling with the way in life. What way, what direction you should go. We want to pray for you. You're going to have the worship team or the prayer team to come on up. Maybe you've been struggling with the truth of God's word today. Knowing his purpose, his plan for your life. The way that you should go. He is the life. There's life in Christ today, guys. But you've got to be willing to step out. You've got to be willing to abide in Christ. Not your own thinking, not your own truth, not your own way today. And it all depends on you, how much you want of God. You can go as far as you want to go, further than you want to go, if you'll just trust God and go. But it takes you stepping out, saying, Lord, I'm tired of doing it my way. Lord, I'm tired of doing it on my own thinking, my own understanding. In Christ is life. So if you're here today, I want to pray with you. Maybe you, you're here today and you never even met Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's the simplest prayer you'll ever pray. But it'll have the most impact in your life of anything you'll ever do in your life, guys. It's simple, and we'd like to pray with you. If you just uh, have a need, if you want to come up to these altars, these altars are open. And if anybody's sick in body, we'd like to pray for you in your body. But we love you, and God bless you. If you have a need this morning, we want to pray with you.